So today we're going to finish this month with community miracles. And I'm going to call today's message title, The Fruit of Unity. The Fruit of Unity. Say it with me. The Fruit of Unity. And I'm going to read from, what shall I read from the iPad? I'll get rid of that and I'll read from the paper. I'm going to read from Psalm 133. Are you ready? You ready? How wonderful it is. How pleasant when God's people dwell together in unity. How wonderful it is. How pleasant when God's people dwell together in unity. How difficult it is, how unpleasant it is when God's people refuse to be unified. It doesn't matter which angle you want to look at it. At the end of the day, God's Word is saying, look at the strength and the fruit when God's people dwell together in unity. It's easy to say it, (laughs) like most things. It's just a lot harder to do it. You have to fight for unity. You have to actually work and put effort into unity. It doesn't come naturally. It's not an instant byproduct of just hopping and skipping in the wind. It's just absolutely something the enemy hates and God loves. So if God loves it, I just trust that you and I as followers of Christ, sons and daughters of the Most High, and those who are curious or those who are here and you're kind of figuring out how do I move forward. At the end of the day, God has a high respect for unity. And we can see that in many examples in life. But listen to it. This is what it says. For unity is as precious as the fragrant anointing oil that was poured down Aaron's head, running down his beard onto the edges of his priestly robe. Unity is as freshing as the dew on Mount Hermon on the mountains of Israel. And God commands His blessing and life eternal more. So can I have a bottle of water, please? A bottle of water. Just keep the lid on. Don't scare anyone. Richard, I love that you sit at the front, but the only challenge is you've got jeans on today, so I can't show the church your hairy legs, your good-looking legs, but you've shaved, so I can't use you. I need a beard. I always thought I'd get a beard at the front row. So anyway, you come up anyway. Richard, come up here. And Richard is going to be Aaron the priest. Now, he hasn't got his holy robes on from the Old Testament. He's got his 21st century modern robes on, okay? So the whole point is, it's a picture of the anointing oil. What are you going to do at summer camp? (laughs) Pretend? I won't do this to you. I've got too much respect for you. But imagine, imagine. Imagination is powerful, okay? I don't want to lose anyone, but... Listen to me, imagine, and this is what it says, at the precious anointing oil. So imagine this, the anointing oil being poured down over. It says, listen, can you put the scripture up for us, the verses? It says, the fragrant oil, anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head. So he's got it, it's oil's going on the head. And it's going all the way down the robes to the edge of, and their garments, if I could show you a picture, it's like a, it's like a robe. 
and it goes right down to the floor, covering their feet. And so this is the picture, the oil from the head all the way down the garments, right to the toes. Amen? Now, I'm not going to do it, but that's the illustration. In other words, it's a picture, listen to me, it's speaking of unity from the head to the toe. It's speaking not just of the head being anointed, but the whole body being anointed. That's the picture in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, it's Jesus, the head. We, the church, are the body. It's still the same picture. Jesus is anointed and so are we. Jesus is anointed and so are we. Come on, say it with me. Jesus is anointed and so are we. That's the picture that brings the blessing. Amen? Turn to someone and say, that's the picture that brings the blessing. Thank you, Richard. And I really want you to get the Word of God for your life because just being here, attending doesn't build strength into you or us. You've got to be here and be here. Sometimes people are here in physicalness, but they're, they're disconnected. Some, they're, they're somewhere else. They're still in the club. They're still in a problem. They're still in a, a former relationship. They're still in the past. Or they're sitting here daydreaming, going, what am I doing here? I wish I was somewhere else. Either way, it's not strong. If you're here, you've got to be here because the Spirit of God can't speak to you somewhere else. The Spirit of God's going to speak to you here because that's what He draws with. You know what I'm saying? So we've got to get a picture here. And this is what I love. God's saying, listen, the oil is not just for the head. It's not just for Mark and Joyce. It's not just for a few people who were, who were, the, who were paid to be staff in our church. It's not, it's not just for a few people. This is God's intention for the oil to be everywhere. Is there oil on you? The oil on me is the oil on you. That's the picture. Oh, I'm oiled. Yeah, right, great. But have you got the oil that's on me? Oh, yeah. And that's why there's no fruit in the house of God in this part of the world. Because we've got everything, but it's just not going in the right direction. Unity puts all the ingredients together and you get the fruit of the kingdom. And I'll give you what the fruit of the kingdom is because it tells you what the fruit of unity brings. Can anyone say amen? And so this is the picture. The oil on me, is it the same oil on you? And that's what's going to get water wells dug. That's what's going to get us to raise finances in Jesus' name from our friends and our families. That's what's going to raise kids out of the spiritual, physical cycle of poverty. That's what's going to take us into Eastern Europe. What, someone asked me, what do you need to go into Eastern Europe? I said, people and money. It, it was a great question, but they didn't consider themselves to be the person or the money. Let me tell you, if you want to start and establish Berlin, it's going to take people that are here. Start staying here, wanting to be here, happy to be here, or even using the season that they are here to build this church, even if they go on and do another season somewhere else. It doesn't matter what the season is, whether it's short or long, it's the spirit of the person. Amen? And so... How are we going to get these cities? Because they're going to, I'm telling you, let me tell you, mark my words, urgency. Amen. In the spirit, there is an urgency from me to you about going towards Eastern Europe. Now, I can't tell you everything. I don't want to tell you when the Ukraine war is going to stop. I, don't, I can't tell you if Russia is going to stop tomorrow. I wish I could tell you that, but I want it to stop. We want it to stop. 
We know Ukraine's going to be rebuilt. We don't know all of the, the geopolitics of our current situation. But our job is not to worry about that. Our role on earth is to, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our job is to pull from heaven to earth. Blessed are the peacemakers. Amen. And this is what puts fuel in the fire. I'm just so bored. Why are you bored in your relationship with Jesus? I don't even know what that looks like. Because when purpose is on your life, mission is the fruit of your life. Bored about what? Put your life to work in Jesus' name, amen. And I love that even this, our city is celebrating people in sports who've lost parts of their body or maybe they haven't had all the uh, physical uh, parts there and, and they, they're running and they're achieving and they're winning medals and they're conquering and they're overcoming and they're doing something because they're refusing their life to be defined by what they don't have. They're saying, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something with what I have got. And I love it. But we, God's people, have been given everything. And so this moment on earth is not to be wasted. Unity is what brings the kingdom in and keeps it in. And this is what we're fighting for because the enemy just hates it when God's people are unified. And so we've got to understand what this picture looks like. So it's not just me and Joyce anointed, it's the whole body anointed. Why would you stop the flow? And you will stop the flow if you don't do what you're called to do. You'll just be there, but there'll be no oil on you. My prayer is that every time we get to do this, there's oil coming all at you in Jesus' name. Just buckets of oil. Oh, Amen. Buckets of oil. How was the service? Oily. How was the chicken? Spicy. How was the fish? Cooked to perfection. How was the garlic? Garlicky. I did a steak last night to perfection. Marinated for four hours in some Mexican hot and spicy sauce that someone gave me. And I'm telling you, oh, I was so chapapa. Let me tell you, is there any oil from heaven on you? Because you cannot hang out with the anointed one, Jesus, and be unanointed. And yet the truth is, sometimes I wonder if someone was to pray for you, would you get the anointing or would you get some kind of like, what the heck was that? I don't want someone just, what the heck, praying for me. I want the anointing in Jesus' name. But by the way, don't come to the front and say, I want Pastor Mark pray for me. Let me tell you, it's not just me who's anointed, you're anointed. I haven't got a special prayer that's better than your prayer. You just got to have the depth in God to go for it in Jesus' name. Oh, well, I'm not Pastor Mark, you know, what does that mean? I'm, you, you were anointed, if I'm anointed, you're anointed, amen? And that's the picture that God wants for you, for us, for our church. It's like the oil running down his head, down his beard, down his garments, right to the bottom of the garment. It's a picture of Jesus and his church. If he's anointed, so are you. If he's anointed, so am I. If he's anointed, come on, say it with me, so am I. If he's anointed, so am I. You're anointed. You're anointed. Let me tell you what the anointing does. Let me give you an idea of what the anointing does. I'm going to go all over my notes right now, but I want you to just see this. Hopefully they've printed this one. 
No, it's not there. I'm going to need... Ah, it's right here. Jesus, Luke chapter 4, verses 16 to 19. Put that up there for us. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? On fire? Jesus, he went to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. Verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. There's a purpose to the Holy Spirit on your life. He doesn't come on your life for you to waste your life, for you to live offended, to live yourself life bored or disinterested. If He anoints you, He appoints you, and you got to start finding out what that appointment is in Jesus' name because if He's on your life, He wants to work through your life. That's how you keep the fire burning in Jesus' name. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to do what? To proclaim the good news to the poor. To do what? He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. So He knows why He's here. Do you know why you're here? Well, I'm just a part of a startup. But do you know why you're a part of the startup? Well, I'm just here to do software or coding or programming or to consult. But do you know why you're consulting? <laughs> I'm just here to bake some nice butter and sugary cakes. But do you know why you're doing butter and sugar in the cakes? <laughs> I had to get that one out. Years ago, we used to have a competition with my friends when we were at Bible school that we would have lines in movies. And when we were preaching, we had to get the line of the movie into the preaching. Let's bring that back for summer camp in Jesus' name, amen. It's just called having a bit of fun. But listen to me, Jesus knew why he was anointed and he knew why he was appointed. And I'll tell you, it'll make a huge difference if you would as well. And it's not just you, it's us. You're anointed as an individual, yeah, but the strength of that anointing is always exponential when it's with others, community miracles. And that's what we've got to get our heads around. Who's better than Jesus? Listen, it's a question. It's not a statement. Who is better than Jesus? Who can forgive you of all your sins, past, present, and future? Name me the person. Who will love you with an everlasting love? Name who it is. So what are you going to live your life for? Who are you going to live your life for? Do it with Jesus. Bro, do it with Jesus. Sisters, do it with Jesus. Amen. Are you angry? No, I'm passionate. I'm Irish. I'm on fire. Amen. Colin McGregor's not got an ounce on me. No, that went nowhere because nobody watches UFC fighters. <laughs> Only me and the Holy Spirit. Listen to me, listen to me. Let me give you, because I'm running out of time, but I want you to understand there's so much to unity. Let, let me give you this interesting verse, Deuteronomy, if you could put this up. Deuteronomy 32 to 30. It says this, where, why were a thousand Israeli soldiers defeated by one and 10,000 by only two? This is a great statement. And I, I've seen this many times and wondered. And really what it's speaking of is the power of unity and disunity. How can one person put a thousand Israeli soldiers to flight? 
Well, I'll tell you what. How can, how can the enemy, with all his lies and all his schemes, put so many thousands of believers out of the promise of God for their lives, out of the house, because they think they're okay? And then it goes on, it says, and, and this is what it says, and 10,000 by only two. So it's telling you what two can do when they're unified. They can even put 10,000. So it's telling you what the impact of unity can do, but it also shows you what happens when you're not unified. We all see this in sports. Amazing, talented team, but if they're not unified, they won't win. I watched the Senegal game the other day. Oh my goodness, the greatest football team on earth right now in Jesus' name. Don't judge me, but I'm telling you, watch the Brazil-Senegal game the other day. Brazil, one of the top football teams in the world. No one's going to argue with that. Maybe some Germans will. <laughs> Germany also is on a rebuild, but let me tell you, the Senegal team who won the African Nations Cup, I'm telling you, they're a phenomenal team. They play like something you've never seen. There's a flow, there's a unity, there's a harmony. When they score, they dance. I'm telling you, they sing, they celebrate. And I'm telling you, I love watching the coach when they win. And I love watching the coach when they lose because sometimes they do. But I'm telling you, there's so much examples in our world. I would love it that maybe the world would see unity in the church because often they don't. You'll never find the algorithms on your YouTube channel seeing the blessings of unity. You'll only see the shortfallings, mega churches failing, pastor this, pastor that. You, the algorithms aren't designed for unity. They're designed for negativity. Even if you don't wanna watch it, trust me, it'll come up because of the circle of influence of what you do watch. So let me give you some thoughts here about unity. The first one is the oil will flow. When there's unity, the oil will flow. In fact, it's the flowing of the oil that happens because there's no resistance from the head to the toe. I think the oil only stops when there's resistance. Jesus is anointed, no one's gonna argue with that, but is his body anointed? Well, according to Jesus, it is. But where's the blockage then? And that's when we take ourselves out. Number two, I think, Unity helps the lost to be found. There's no doubt if we, as a unified church, unified around our values, one of our values is salvation. We make no apologies for 187 decisions in the last 24 weeks. And how many people are signing up for Discovery this week to say, how can I help? Why don't you just roll your sleeves up and get involved in Discovery? Why? Because that is not to be taken for granted. Go knock on all the other churches in the area and say, how many salvations did you get? Not as a comparison and not as how good are we. Nothing to do with that. Just realize it's a way of going, oh my goodness, God, you're at work amongst us. Last week's message was, Lord Jesus, help me see. God did a miracle by giving this man who was born blind, no eyes, gave him a brand set of eyes, brain spanking you in Jesus' name. No Rossman's eye contact lenses for him. Perfect vision, 2020, and everyone around him had a different reaction to the miracle because it was about what was going on in them, not what was going on in him. And so my prayer today is that we will honor this work of unity. When unity is present, 
It helps the lost to be found. There's just a sense of people who don't know God are coming to know Jesus. Amen. Number three, unity helps the broken be healed. There's no doubt when there's a spirit of unity, unified worship, unified praise, unified in spirit and in, 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 in just outlook and passion. There's no doubt that there's a healing in the place. There's a healing anointing in Jesus' name. You can't be in a place that's unified and, and, and find that healing's not coming in Jesus' name. Healing, healing in Jesus' name. God, oh, whoever comes in through these doors, heal their heart, heal their wounds, heal anything that's going on that's caused them pain, heartache in Jesus' name. Lord, let the oil of healing be upon this place in Jesus' name. When we worship God, let there be a beautiful presence where people are healed. Amen. Not just physical, but just whatever needs to be done. Some people carry deep, deep pain for years and years, trauma from childhood. And God can heal these things. And I'm not saying it's just by the prayer of a pastor. He uses all sorts of disciplines, all sorts of people that are committed to well-being and health. Amen. Number four, unity helps the captives to be free. There's no doubt that people get addicted to things, addicted to pornography, addicted to alcohol, addicted to nicotine, addicted to pleasing people. Maybe none of these things I've mentioned are your problem, but I wonder how many of us are addicted to people pleasing. Grow up and I, I have to be what my mum wants me to be. I can't be me because if I be me, she judges me, she criticizes me, she scorns me. So if I, I've learned to do what my mum likes, so I laugh because my mum wants me to laugh. Uh, you, you can listen to all this and go, really? I'm telling you, our child upbringing can basically pave the way for our adult outworking. There's a lot of things that are in our past that sometimes surface in our present. What we've got to learn to do is that the blood of Jesus is over our past and the blood of Jesus is over our present, leading us to our future. So whatever's in the past doesn't have to keep popping up in the present, defining your future. Jesus has already declared your future. You are free in Jesus' name. <laughs> Unity helps the captives be free. Now, it's not instant sometimes. Sometimes it's a work in progress, but you're moving from freedom to freedom. Amen. I have salvation, I'm getting salvation. That's not contradictory. It's just the work of salvation has a process. I have everything, I will get a new body when I go to be with Him. Amen? You don't get a new body now. Well, you can if you work at it, but the glorified body that is heavenly in Jesus' name. Number five, unity helps the weak to become strong. There's no doubt that people can grow in confidence. I can tell you individuals in our own community here that came in broken, needy, weak, and through a process of time, through community, consistency, and love, they have found confidence, they have grown in stature, and they begin to start working with the oil that's upon the head, now is upon their lives. And I just want you to know, weakness is not a bad thing, it's just that you're not called to stay weak, you're called to be strengthened even if you are weak. Amen? God's purpose is drawn and, and, and has an ability to lift us in our weak moments. There's times when we're weak. Struggle to pray, struggle to get things clear. But don't ever think that that's a sign of weak faith. No, at the other side of it, it's just the reality is I need Him to keep going. Number six, unity helps the forgotten to be included. 
You know, the world thinks differently from the church or definitely through the way Jesus thinks. If you don't measure up, you're not in. Me and Joyce were turned down from a gym just this last week. We, we applied to a, a gym membership and it had, it was a new, a new thing and we were like, oh, this is exciting, Mondays, let's go work out together. Not really. <laughs> it was more like, uh, 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 it was, it, yeah. Uh, we're not really gym people, but it was a nice place where it's a new thing. And we hadn't even applied. We went down and we, we met the, the person who was responsible. And uh, a few weeks later, I'm like, I'm curious. They, I emailed them the next day to say, thank you for showing us around. Thank you so much. Email back three weeks later. Sorry, your application has been, oh, you've been denied, sorry, uh, membership here. I'm like, that's really strange. We've never applied. You don't know who I am and you don't know what I do. How can you deny us? <laughs> so I emailed back. Dear so-and-so, would you kindly help me to understand how can we have been denied by the panel for this when you don't know who we are and what I do? And, 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 and as it transpired, all you have to do is get a name and get an address, meaning Berlin, Mark and Joyce Berlin, Google. First thing that comes up, Hillsong Berlin pastors. So we're gonna remove that digital footprint because I ain't interested if you know what I do. I'm not interested in Lincoln and all of these things. You are, but I aren't. Because people use it in the wrong way. And what I'm trying to say to you, for all those processing this, this is going on all the time. Call it discrimination, call it whatever you want, bias, da 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 da. It's at every level, at every place, around every corner. And we have to proceed carefully and cautiously, but we have to move forward with the wisdom and the oil that's upon our lives. But what I'm trying to say to you is, is that we might not have been accepted to this cool club, but I am very accepted into God's club, which is always gonna be my source of strength. And the reason I'm telling you this is because the world doesn't always look at God's people the way He does. And He says, they may reject you, but I won't. And that's the pressure so many young girls live so many young guys live under, they'll do anything to fit in. They'll do anything to have the right image. They will do whatever they can to be included in this group. And it's not just tribalism. It's not even that. It's a deep, deep longing inside of humanity wanting to be accepted for who they are. And I tell you, it's huge. But let me tell you, when there's unity in the house, the forgotten will be included. Amen. You are not forgotten. You never will be because God is able to include you into all that He wants to do. You're not forgotten. Amen. And I know that's nice to hear on a God side, but I don't like it when I get turned out for jobs. Yeah, but make sure you're getting your strength from God. He will protect you. He will provide for you. He'll open up new doors for you. But don't let the ways of humanity without God work against you. Use them. I watched a Colin McGregor thing just the other day. I don't know if you know who he is, but he was probably one of the most effective and he took, I mean, or whatever the, he's a fighter from Ireland. And I'll tell you, something happened in his life where he literally got to fight someone that was an unbelievable, an opponent. 
And what I'm trying to tell you is, is that he, instead of fighting with skill, integrity, and all of that he was, he crossed over into hatred and resentfulness and revenge. We call it bad blood. And through that situation, he ended up getting arrested and doing community service. But what you don't know is, is that he actually did community service in a church. This is Colin McGregor, one of the hardest finding. And, 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 and he grew up in a little neighborhood, a rough background, rough upbringing in Dublin. But what I'm trying to say to you is, is that he had no idea who God was. He didn't know anything. And one day, he has to do community service for five days in a little church somewhere in New York. And every day he's putting pews out, he's cleaning, he's sweeping, he's like this multi-million fighter and he's sweeping the floors in the house of God. And while he's there, he's reading the brochures, he's reading the pamphlets, he's reading the missionaries around the world, he's reading about the glory of God and he's coming home telling his partner, hey, I, I was reading this and I can't believe it. I was reading this about the glory of God. I was reading about uh, the Apostle Paul says, honour the calling that's upon your life. And, and, it's, and you don't realise God can work in any situation through any circumstance. Here is a bad situation. How do you reach Colin McGregor? And through the system, he found himself surrounded by ordinary men and women of faith. Now, I'm not saying he fell on his face and got saved and became a, I'm saying that a journey of something, seeds and watering was going on in that man's life. But let me tell you, unity helps the rejected to be accepted. Unity helps the rejected to be accepted. My prayer is that we will be a unified church. And I really pray that we'll be unified around the call of God in spite of where we've come from. Choose calling over comfort. Choose calling over culture. And choose calling over convenience. You're called by God in Jesus' name. And the oil that's on me, let the oil that's on me, let it be on you in Jesus' name. The oil that's on Jesus, let it be on me. And let the oil on me, let it be on you. In other words, let the oil on Jesus be on you and let it be on me and let it be on all of us. We are anointed. Amen. And because we're anointed, we will exalt Him and we will honour Him. And you watch, the fruit of unity will do the heavy lifting. The fruit of unity will do the things that you and I could never do in our own strength. It's the work of the Spirit. Don't ever forget, unity is the work of the Holy Spirit. So make sure that we know what we're doing, why we're doing it, but don't let the oil stop with you. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Keep the flow of the Spirit. Keep the flow of heaven towards humanity. Let it flow in Jesus' Name. And you will see miracles and you will see breakthroughs and you will see the lost found and you will see the captive set free and you will see the broken healed because unity and the fruit of unity always brings the goodness of God to the forefront in Jesus' Name. Amen.